Well, it is undeniable that this pandemic has changed us and uh, that we will be sort of uh, realizing the full effects of it for quite some time. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Hi. Uh, and we'd love to take your calls on the following question. Um, what kinds of things might we be learning right now during this time of this pandemic that will carry over to the time after? 651-641-1071. And I know it seems like kind of a big uh, question, um, but I'm sure that there are multiple ways that we're going to see things that we have learned or done differently during this pandemic kind of carrying forward. And I saw the effects of it. one of those things earlier this week okay. when we got an email from our school district where uh, Minneapolis Public Schools and they literally said, hey, guys, FYI. And we had been kind of suspecting this, but nobody had actually said it in plain words. Basically, there ain't going to be no such thing as a snow day ever again. Whoa. I know it's kind of a big deal because they have now have infrastructure to pivot to online learning whenever there is a need for it. And they can do it very quickly. And so um, because they've now I mean, they've really kind of perfected or, you know, honed, I should say, the art of the online learning. They're saying, you know, and the good news about this is. It you will have to make it up in the summer. Exactly. There won't be any um, uh, any disruption to the continuity of the school year. So they will be able to predict at the beginning of the school year, these are the days you will have off, these are the days you will be in session, and the weather won't very much matter in that. Um, and so I thought, whoa, I mean, that is, think about what a big change that really is. Mm-hmm. My children um, will be able to tell their children Back in my day, back in my day, when it snowed too much, uh, we would have the day off school and their kids will go, go. I don't know what you're talking house. about. That's crazy. Right. Um, it, I mean, so that is a big, a big change. And I think about when we were kids and we would look forward to a snow day. You probably didn't have those in Texas, but like, well, up until I was like, what, 13, mm-hmm. I was in the Midwest. So we had snow days all the time. Yeah. And it was like, yeah the best day ever and now that that will be gone um mm. another thing another way and by the way six five one six four one one oh seven one what are some of the things um that we've learned or that have changed during these months of the pandemic that will probably carry over um it's kind of interesting to let your imagination run wild a little bit about it because one of the other things that is part of the conversation is whether or not sick days will really continue to be a thing. Now, I read a, a an article basically uh, about a study that that says that people, that workers are pretty sure that the only, I'm sorry, I'm trying to, like, I'm getting pop-ups galore. Get out of my face. Um, that two-thirds of workers are afraid that they can't take a sick day for anything less than COVID-19. And because people are able to work from home now, uh, that you would be working through your sick days because really the days that or the the sickness that we are most concerned with right now is COVID-19. And so people are are reluctant to take time off of work for anything less than that. 
Yeah, well, that's stupid. So let's hope that changes <laughs> because we've already had a hard enough time getting people to take sick days, much less vacation days, because this culture seems to abhor that. And by culture, I mean the the institutions and systems that are set up to to make all that stuff work. Longer story for a different day, but um, that would be that would be frustrating. I can see in this moment people are a little weird about how they do things. I do think there will be some benefit though in in saying. Like, uh, I bet a lot of people have just discovered, like, well, and uh, it goes without saying, of course, people have discovered, oh, we can actually do this work from home. And a lot of businesses that are like, well, maybe we won't have to spend so much on, you know, um, real estate, for example, um, and are still able to get our job done. It's all dependent upon the the business, of course. But Mm -hmm. um, I imagine there's so much that's going to change that we're not even, you know. We just and and frankly, you know, it's probably a good thing. You know, there was some evolution that was probably going to take a lot longer because people are resistant to change. But when you have crisis and you have urgency, people uh, just do it. And so we'll probably change some things more quickly than we would have otherwise that we were already going to change. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. What are the things that you imagine will um, carry over or change on the other side of this pandemic time? The thing that concerns me, I mean, I, I really do spend time thinking about this and being concerned about it um, because of the fact that so many people have moved their work to to the home um i worry a lot about how we value productivity and how we honor boundaries and how people set boundaries um because it has become so possible for people to marry their work even more i mean even more than before people were recognizing that they could be mobile and nimble when it came to where and how they did their work Um, But it feels like even more so now because everybody has moved their work or most people have moved their work into the walls of their home. And Mm -hmm. so I I am worried about how our culture will value um, kind of the sacredness of home versus work outside of the home and how we are um, encouraging people to take to set boundaries and then maintain them. I think that was already on the table, though, right? Like, again, I think like so many things, COVID has expedited the urgency. So, you know, people's inability to turn off their email uh, when they get home or to to do a little work on the edges. And now it's just a matter of of volume and degree. Right. And that's what I mean is that, like, I feel like we were already headed down that road and this has just accelerated it to such a stark contrast. Holly, do we have any callers? Yeah, we have a few people on the line. Let's go to Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. Cheryl, what is uh, what are some of the things that maybe uh, you think we will be carrying over from this pandemic into the time after? People are going to learn how to cook and find out they can actually have meals at home. I love that. <laughs> That's true. I love that. We're all having to do that, right? Gotta do it. Have you been cooking more or differently? I have been cooking more and eating more. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you for your call. And that is absolutely true. I mean, I just had a conversation with my kids over the week. Well, no, just actually the last couple of days we've been talking about this, about how I have um, asked them to step up and eat and put each one of them responsible for creating and helping with a meal once a week. 
mm-hmm. so that they start to understand better. Because so, I just don't feel like it needs to rest solely on the shoulders of, of my husband and me. They're old enough now to start um, figuring out how to do the meal planning and also then just preparing it. And now's the time to do it because we're home. We don't have activities to run to. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, that's kind of a gift. Um and in a lot of ways, you know, they're they they're missing the things that they care about. But we're just going to take this time to hone some different skills. Yeah, absolutely. Who else do we have on the line, Holly? Let's have Mary have the last word. Perfect. Hi, Mary. You'll have the last word here, Mary. What are some of the things that you think will hold over uh, in the after times when it comes to the pandemic? Well, I personally think that business travel is pretty much on the backside. Mm-hmm. Because companies now are realizing you don't have to fly from wherever to Europe and back and spend the money. Yeah, everyone is doing everyone is doing Zoom. It's and true. I feel true. bad for the airlines and I feel bad for the hotels. And I used to be my neighbors didn't even know I lived here for oh, a year because because you were gone, gone all the time. I was gone. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, a CEO friend of mine is like. Yep, we're doing everything via Zoom. Interesting. That'll it's going to last. It's true. I mean, it's going to last beyond just the this particular year it's for true. sure. Thank you so much, Mary, and thank you uh, thank to you. all our callers. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, we're going to check in with our friend Paul McGuire Grimes to see what we should be watching this weekend. After this, on my talk one zero seven one. Our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies joins us every Friday to tell us what we should be watching over the weekend. Uh, Hello, Paul. Hey, Paul. Hello. It's great to be here. Hello. We're so glad to have you. Thank you for joining us. And now, uh, you know, people are going to have a little more time to be watching TV because we've got some extra restrictions here. And so we're ultra super glad you're here to tell us what we should be watching. Yes. So I've been on a Star Wars kick lately because The Mandalorian Season 2 has been released on Disney Plus one episode at a time. We've seen four episodes now. The fourth episode drops, say. And I think that Season 2 is even better than the first season. Okay, this is good to know because I heard a lot of mixed reviews on Season 1, but it sounds like they're kind of hitting their stride. They really are. And in this one, you know, Pedro Pascal, who you may remember from Game of Thrones, he's back as the Mandalorian. He's this bounty hunter who has to bring our baby Yoda, who's named the child actually in the show, to the Jedi. And along the way, he really starts to learn more about who his, the history of his kind, these Mandalorians, these bounty hunters are. And it's not really what he thought it was. So there's some personal reflection, as well as all these little adventures along the way with the child, aka baby Yoda. So if I um, stop watching the first season, what's your biggest sell for the second season that would get me to, to start watching again? I would say that the biggest sell for me is that the production values are even better and greater in this one, and that each episode really feels like a short little Star Wars movie all on its own, while kind of encompassing this overarching story of what this season is. So each each episode kind of feels like its own little mini-adventure, and then you'll see different guest stars like Timothy Oliphant, Katie Sackhoff, Amy Sedaris is in it. Wow. And then they, yeah. So they have great guest stars. And then the directors, John Favreau is the series creator. You know, he did Iron Man, Elf, uh, The Lion King. And then Bryce Dallas Howard directed last week's episode. You got Carl mm-hmm. Weathers, one of the actors in the show. And then Robert Rodriguez is also one of the directors. 
And it just blows you away, the scale, the scope. And then there's really like this emotional core, I think, with each episode as well, that you you feel that emotional connection too. It's not just adventure or silly Star Wars fun. Like you feel something for Baby Yoda and these other even non-human creatures throughout the show. Okay, you're really selling me on this. How many ticket stubs <laughs> for The Mandalorian Season 2? So four and a half out of five, I'm really loving it. And I also want to recommend there's this companion series on Disney Plus called Disney Gallery. So if you're kind of a geek like me and want to know, like, well, how did they go and make this? They really, it's this six episode series and you learn all about this kind of groundbreaking technology that's not just actors against a green screen trying to pretend that their environment is there. Mm. You learn about how they're using LED panels to then show the backdrop so actors are knowing, like, here's what this cave looks like, and here is how I'm walking through this tunnel. And then Baby Yoda is actually an animatronic, like, creature. So you have a whole team of puppeteers that go and bring Baby Yoda to life. And I think when you actually feel that it's tangible, it feels more special. It's more special. It feels different than just a CGI character, maybe that we saw in the prequels or some of the other movies. Very cool. this is the beauty of um, just, you know, the the dearth of streaming content that we have, because this is stuff that it sounds like used to come out, for example, on like a box set of the DVD version of whatever series. But you're able to get this content alongside the show as it's, you know, dropping. Yeah. And then you find yourself on a Saturday thinking, I didn't do anything today because I sat on my DOS watching Star Wars behind the scenes features. Sounds I mean, good. I don't know who did that last week. And it wasn't me. It certainly wasn't me doing I, that. I heard that you didn't do that for sure. <laughs> um, yes, I did. Paul McGuire Grimes, uh, another Disney Plus offering, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, so this just dropped this week, too. So maybe if you're thinking, I don't know, my kids, I don't know if they're a little too old, young for Star Wars. This is a Lego Star Wars movie. It's about 48 minutes or so, so it's not too long. And it's their holiday special. So this takes place after the rise of the Skywalker. And Rey is trying to train Finn in the ways of the the Force. So she goes out on an adventure finds this key that unlocks and takes her to all the different Star Wars timelines from the prequels, the the original trilogy, and the Mandalorian. And then you have Poe back at the Millennium Falcon, who's getting the place ready for um, Chewbacca and his family to come for life today. Okay, well, this is kind of awesome. I I was just gonna say yeah. I'm glad you actually like took us down that road because when when I heard Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, I thought it might just be a Lego version of the Star Wars Holiday Special <laughs> with B. Arthur. I mean, that would be awesome. <laughs> Which I would still be here it for. Be, yes, and it would be awesome. It's similar. I mean, you do meet Chewie's family in this one and in the original, so there is some connection, and then you just get to see like. The, the original Lego Star Wars movies kind of done a little bit in Lego form, and there's some new battle scenes, and there's a really epic lightsaber battle. Um, and then there's kind of a Marvel Doctor Strange element as well. Now, some of it is it's silly, it's goofy. I mean, it's really for little kids. So, like, Star Wars purists may have some issues with this. Totally get it. Um, you got a couple. They're going to have issues kids. with it, and then they're going lo- right. to watch it. Right. Then they're going to watch it, uh, and, and they're going to have an annual viewing of the Star Wars Holiday uh, Lego Edition. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Daniels, Billy Dee Williams, and Kelly Marie Tran are the only actors to kind of come back and voice their Lego counterparts. But I, you know, I laughed a couple times. It was, you know, it's it's easy and breezy. Forty five minutes. Throw it on in the background. 
There you go. I love it. How many? Did you say how many ticket stubs? Uh, three out of five. For Perfect. That. I Just for it. funsies. Not great, but yeah, funsies. All right. So we have literally like a minute and a half uh, to talk about okay. Sound of Metal. Okay. So this was supposed to come out in our theaters today, but clearly we're not going to be going to movie theaters for the next four weeks. But it will be on Amazon Prime December 4th. So mark your calendar, set a reminder. And this will be a movie that you do not want to sleep on. You don't want to forget about this movie. It's called Sound of Metal. And it's about a heavy metal drummer who wakes up one day and finds out that he loses his hearing. Oh, wow. So he cannot hear anymore. And how does he go through this? And he's a former addict as well. So how does he go through not only losing his hearing, but losing his identity, losing the only life that he learns? How does he accept this new reality? Oh, and this is so great because it stars uh, Riz Ahmed, who I love. He is brilliant in this movie. Like, he ripped my heart apart. And how he, like, goes through this journey and how he thinks, okay, if I just get these cochlear implants, my life will go back to normal. And surgeries are not always the quick fix that they are. He gives this intimate and vulnerable performance of someone that is so fractured and kind of erratic. And then there's another actor named Paul Rachey in it, who is the director of this hearing program that he goes to. And he's kind of like an AA sponsor. Oh, Paul, I'm like, so sorry. We're you need to do. Ticking oh, down. We're going to lose you. Five out of five for that one. That is Thank good you, to go. Paul. Sound of Metal. Thank you, Paul McGuire Grimes. Paul's trip to the movies. Follow him everywhere. We'll be back with Crazy Stupid Idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. We are gonna get medieval on your ass, okay? <laughs> Alrighty. We're going to Emos. Where? I don't know. Emos, Pennsylvania. I oh, think. okay. I don't know. I'm probably saying it wrong. It's probably like Emos. <laughs> and I want to tell you about a man who did something. Remember, I told you I was gonna get medieval on your ass. Mm-hmm. So I want to tell you about a man. His name is James Gleason Jr. He's 38 years young, and he is charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Uh-oh. So police were called 8.24 in the a.m. for disturbance outside of the Superior Restaurant on Main Street in Emouse. Emouse. Mm -hmm. Authorities say they found Mr. Gleason Jr. standing in the parking lot um, using a weapon to bang on a car. Ooh. Now, his wife told police that he'd become upset because a man in the other vehicle threatened to sexually assault her. Oof. That's a twist. Yeah, that right? is a twist. Police spoke with a man who said he made a comment saying that his wife was special and he was waiting for someone like this in his life. Oof. He said Mr. Gleason took the comment out of context and believed the man wanted to, to harm his wife. That is irrelevant, though, insofar as even if somebody says something about your wife, you're not allowed to go medieval on their ass. Right. Right. 
I keep saying go medieval on your... I know, so I'm wondering when we're going to get to the medieval part. Well, remember I said he was found in a... He found... They found... Close. They found him in a parking lot banging on this dude's car. But it was medieval. How was it medieval? Uh, Was it the weapon he was using? Ding, ding, ding. So I've... uh... I've I've googled medieval weapons that maimed that maimed and killed. Okay. And uh I have some guesses. Would you okay. can I run through some of the medieval weapons I that would maimed like you and killed? To get medieval on my ass. Okay. Yes. Was it a sword or a lance? No. Okay. It was not a sword and nor should you lance the boil. What about a crossbow or a longbow? No. Twas it a dagger I see before me. No. Was it a quicklime or a caltrop? <laughs> I have never heard of those. No. Perhaps a spear or an axe or a mace. Ding, 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 ding. Oh! It was a mace. Also, Is that the thing with the stick nice... and the ball? Okay. Yeah, there's the spiky, a big ball, spiky ball at the end of the stick with some spikes on it. Yeah. I, just yeah, one and, ball. And he just wanted to swing it around, right? He was banging that his ball up against this dude's car, mm-hmm. swinging the shaft, banging the ball against... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Friday. It's been a hard week. <laughs> we really held it together there for a while. <laughs> eh, here we go again. That was impressive, actually. Um, so, yeah, it was a mace, a spiked mace, according to authorities, which, um, while theatrical, mm. is not appropriate. No. Uh, and Also, is that something you carry around? This dude does. I, you know, this, is he a LARPer? I, bet, I was going to say, this is probably the kind of dude that had this like over his fireplace. He's like, oh, I'm going to show this man. Yeah. And then pulled out his mace. Also, I would just like to uh, recommend the spice this time of year. Ooh, it's a great spice to it? add to your autumnal pleasures. Good to know. Yeah. All of them? Any, any autumnal. Okay. Yeah. Any autumnal pleasure is made better with mace. Things like uh, pumpkin pie spice mm. or any kind of uh, sweet experience. Mace is, uh, it's beautiful. I can't I say it. I've ever used it. Oh, you should get some. I, you really should. Thanks. No, it smells really floral, but also folly like you're just gonna want to eat it it's you, related to nutmeg you don't want to put it in it's your actually eyes, though. i think it's the 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 um what did you say i said you don't want to put it in your eyes though no don't put it in your yeah. eyes why would you put it in your I'm eyes i'm thinking about mace maristica oh, fragrance it's um thanks for the latin i think it's technically the wrapping there's like a a weird wrapping around the nutmeg seed mm-hmm <laughs> That that they dry and then grind up, and that's the mace. I think. I think. Dry it, and then they grind it. Yeah. Okay, just mm-hmm. checking. It's the sack okay. around, around the, nutmeg. the nutmeg. Got it. Cool. <laughs> um, for our next story, we're oh boy, 12. you guys were not taking a long walk from the uh, place where we just were. Um, we're going to go to a park in Uplands by Swansea. And uh, it, the name of the park, uh, it's kind of hard to pronounce. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. It must be Welsh, huh? It is Welsh, yep. Yeah. Um, the word is... <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I am going to spell it for you after I say it. Mm-hmm. It appears to be Cumdonkin. <laughs> okay. Sorry to the... <laughs> Citizens of Wales. Well, I don't know how to pronounce C-W-M-D-O-N-K-I-N. 
I'm well, trying to I'm Google gonna, it. I'm going to go- put can it we, in the translate. Can we do that? Hold Thanks. On. Um, but I'm, for now, we're going to go with Kamdonkin Park. And... <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, hold on. Okay. <laughs> it's probably like Swimronkel. <laughs> do we have that ready for us? Here we go. Oh, do it again. Kumdonkin. 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 Wow, he sounds like a robot. He sounds fun at a party. Okay, I know you're all wondering what's going on at the Kumdonkin Park in Uplands, and what is actually happening there is that an artist. Are you looking right now? Yeah. No, I'm just listening to you. I I'm looking. Carry on, Colleen. <laughs> An artist has done some carvings which with some um, stumps that were left behind. Oh. And they're mushrooms. They they did a carving that is, of, mar- of mushrooms. And so there's a whole like field full of these uh, stumps that have been carved into mushrooms. But you know what? The people of the area are complaining because those mushrooms also resemble... What? Um, well, why don't, did you, why don't you open it up and tell me what you think those mushrooms might resemble? It's not uncommon for people to uh, confuse <laughs> the shape of the mushroom. Okay, so say the name again. And by the way, I found a, a book, A Tour of Britain. It says, the home of... <laughs> pronounce the W as a U. So oh, you were right. Come I Duncan. was right. Come Duncan. Come Donkin so, Park. So the word come Donkin. <laughs> <laughs> so the second syllable? Yeah. Donk. That's what they look like. <laughs> Dong. Donk. Come Donkin. Come Donkin. They um, look like wieners. They is my point. look <laughs> phallic. It's a situation. And just imagine you're like taking a nice walk through the park. <laughs> There's just. A field of what of appear leaders. to be just ve- at attention. Uh-huh. Um, it's really well, also attention. very oddly shaped ones. Like if I if, if I came across that in nature, I would be highly concerned <laughs> for the health and well being of, <laughs> of the, the person, person it's, it's attached, attached to. to. <laughs> well, Ow. apparently they finally had <laughs> so many complaints. They're having to now address the mushroom carvings. <laughs> The council's parks department has responded to the complaints received about the mushroom carvings. I do like the uh, notion that a guy was like, "I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make carve some mushrooms." And they're like, "Okay, Carl." And then he's like, "Hey guys, come look at my mushroom carvings." And they're like, "Carl, those aren't mushrooms; those are it's just a wieners. field of wieners." So, yeah, those are some mighty pieces. I don't of know wood. what you're talking about. Them's mushrooms. I mean, there's so many. The jokes write itself. Like we can't even say them, but they write themselves. Everybody, feel free to get a pen and paper and write down all the jokes you have about the field of erect of wieners, wieners and come talking. <laughs> but I think clearly says the uh, the park no the park department ever forced to listen to this. The counselor at the park department says I think clearly this is an issue that has divided the community. I haven't received any complaints myself, but the first I knew of it was when they removed them. They've been there for a long time. I mean, why not like cut them off and put them in an <laughs> art gallery or something? I, I think they'd have the same problem. 
Yeah, but at least you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't just be walking down the street. <laughs> Whoa! Have your eyeballs assaulted by the field? <laughs> there is a statue that I walk by every day on my walk that yeah. looks like this. Oh, really? Oh. And then you get weird. to the other side, and it's a lady with a parasol. Oh gosh! I don't think they were oh. thinking that one all the way through. See, that's the thing. Or maybe they were. <laughs> you know, maybe we're being trolled. <laughs> it's true. Could be. Very likely. Anyway, in your next on your next journey to uh, Uplands, um, take a stop at Cumdonkin Park. See (laughs) see the sights. I really wish we could hear somebody (laughs) say it in the. Well, I think we have. From Duncan, quick! Somebody from Wales, give us a call. Surely there's a Welsh rare bit out there listening. Cheese sandwiches don't listen to the show, (laughs) don't they? When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Ah! it's time to play a little game. Uh, Oh my God! What do you know? Who could call? No offense, Tom Tom Jones. Jones. Tom Jones. (laughs) It's not unusual. He's a Welsh rare bit. I know. And a sex bomb. He really is. Uh, we're going to play a little game called The Throwback Live when we come back on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.